May the words that I speak and the words that you hear be Christ's words. Amen. Please have a seat. So, I don't know if you like to read comic books but, or comic strips in the newspaper, but one of the ones uh, that was a favorite of mine when I was growing up was Charlie Brown. And Charles Schultz taught a lot of common sense in his comic strip. And uh, do you remember how Lucy used to set up that uh, psychologist booth? You know, psychologist, five cents. And she, there was always some really real gems there. And uh, there was one exchange I remember, and Lucy's asking Charlie Brown a question. So they're sitting outside the, their booth, and Charlie's sitting down, and Lucy's behind, knowing everything, of course. You know what I don't understand, she said, and then she answers her own question. I don't understand love. And Charlie Brown says, who does? Dangerous thing for him to answer a question from Lucy, right? <laughs> Lucy says, explain love to me, Charlie Brown. And he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, which is stay quiet. He says, you can't explain love. I can recommend a book or a poem or a painting, but I can't explain love. And Lucy says, well, try, Charlie Brown, try. And so Charlie the next square in the, in the uh, comic book, but you know he's been pondering for a while between that square and the next square, and he says, well, let's say I see this beautiful, cute little girl walking by, and then Lucy interrupts and says, why does she have to be cute, huh? Why does she have to be cute? Explain that. So Charlie says, so, okay, then, well, maybe you're right. Let's say is I see this girl walking by with a great big nose, and then Lucy interrupts again and says, like, I didn't say great big nose. And by this time, Charlie gives that woe is me look and says, you can't only not explain love. You can't even talk about it. Okay? Well, I am going to venture to talk about it today. So try not to be Lucy to my Charlie Brown. Now, our lectionary today has, the the lectionary we follow through Easter has us hopscotching around through John's gospel. And today we land on one of the better known passages in the Bible. It's Jesus' commandment to us to love one another. And I want to take a few moments to provide some context because this is a very short gospel reading, but you need to understand where it fits in in the big picture in order for it to make sense. So when I, when, when I started my reading, it said, when he was gone. Well, the he in that reading is Judas, okay? That's the first thing you need to know. When Judas was gone. Now, there's two parts to John's gospel. There's the first part where we see all of um, Jesus' signs and, or miracles, like the wedding at Cana. So that, that goes from chapter 2 to about chapter 12. And then in chapter 13, it shifts, and they start talking about Jesus' glorification on the cross and is or preparing us for that, and then his resurrection and ascension. And that's the second part. And our reading today is at the beginning of that second part, and it follows immediately after Jesus' story of the Last Supper. So we, we would have heard this story on Monday, Thursday, during Easter. Okay? So 
what's happened is Jesus has already washed the feet of his disciples. Judas has just left to betray him. The rest of the disciples are very confused, extremely confused. And just in this moment of drama and tension, we have Jesus offering this word, these words, a new commandment I give you, to love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now think about it. Jesus has taken the role of a slave and washed the dirty feet of his disciples. And they didn't walk on nice, clean sidewalks, paved roads. They walked through mud where animals were defecating. Like, we're talking about the job that that a slave in a household or a servant in a household would do. Jesus has done that. And he even washed the feet of Judas, the man that he knew was going to betray him. Yet even for Judas, Jesus' love remains unwavering, and Jesus washes Judas' feet with all the others. He includes him with those he loved to the utmost. And Jesus' command to love one another includes, you know, everyone, even those we might prefer to forget. And it tells us a great deal about the kind of love Jesus is talking about. It's not the love that Lucy and Charlie Brown were trying to figure out. It isn't romantic love. It isn't about being nice. It isn't only loving those who love you back. I mean, think about it. Jesus washed his disciples' feet, including Judas. The kind of love Jesus meant is hard because it's self-sacrificing. You don't get anything back, and sometimes it feels like we're just giving. It means putting good the good of others ahead of our own good, even when it hurts. Now, Jesus is soon going to demonstrate how much God loves the world by dying for those who don't even love him. And that kind of love is, is hard. Now, it's interesting that Jesus left us and left the disciples this commandment. He could have said, you know, come and die with me. Or maybe uh, keep the faith. When I'm gone, I want you to go out and teach and preach all around the world. But Jesus could have said any number of things. Instead, he offered three simple and challenging words. Love one another. Why? Well, it is the commandment that, 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 that has built the church. It is the kind of love that the Christian church and all disciples are called and it's the kind of love, it's a kingdom love. It's, it's the love that we're expected as disciples and witnesses to demonstrate to others. And you remember that song? The whole world will know we're Christians by our love, by our love. The world will know we're Christians by our love. Well, they're going to know it by our love. Not by my sermon, not by speeches that we give, not by televangelists not by sacraments or festivals or buildings or crosses or family values. The world will know us by our love. It's just that important. And when you think about it, loving one another is perhaps the simplest commandment, but it's also the most difficult Jesus could have given. Simply because on any given day, we know deep down like what we need to do to love 
someone. But do we always do it? I mean, that's what, that, that's, that's the challenge. Like, we, we know, but sometimes we don't or we can't. Doing it's another matter. So many things getting in the way. We're too busy, too tired, too focused on one of our goals, too impatient or maybe too angry. But Jesus is adamant about this. You need to love one another. To be a disciple means loving. And not only that, but people will really recognize us as disciples by how we act in loving one another. Now, I I think that this, this command is so challenging that some of us might think of it as an aspirational goal instead of a commandment. But it's not a goal, okay? Um, we are called to do this. Uh, it's not something that none of us will ever reach. Like, we are doing it. People here, you are loving. We are doing it through the work that we do for the school. It may be a family member that you're helping or a friend. Uh, it can be small, it can be big. We do love one another, but we can always do better. And Christ died for us. Christ lives for us. And we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we've been invited into a relationship with the Son of Man, who died for the sake of the world, the God who sent him, and the Spirit who serves as our advocate and counselor. And this commandment is something that we will do with their help. So think about a time in this past week when you choose or you chose to love. Perhaps it was looking out for the interests of a colleague or overlooking the slight of a friend. Maybe it was putting a goal aside for a short time so that you could help someone else with their goal. Maybe it was a large act of love, like helping someone uh, to the point of having to maybe fly across the country to look after a sick parent. This past week, who knows what you've done. I don't, I don't know, but you know. And we just need to encourage that, that seed where it's already happening. Now think about a situation this week where you found it difficult to love one another. Maybe it's been incredibly hard to forgive someone who's hurt you or difficult to move beyond the disappointment caused by a family member or a friend. Maybe there's a resentment that yet, you know, no one really appreciates what you do for them. And the truth is, we love regularly. And we fail regularly. That's, that is our fallen nature. But the fact that we can fail doesn't mean that we shouldn't try and that we can't do better. The church here is a place where we can give thanks for our successes and pray about our failures. And it's also the place where we can give thanks and remember that beyond Jesus' command to love is Jesus' actual act of love. Jesus goes to the cross to show the extent of God's love for the world. And Jesus didn't go to the cross to make God loving. Jesus didn't go to the cross to satisfy God's justice. Jesus went to the cross to show by action that God is love and that God loves us. 
So whether we succeed or fail in our attempts to love one another this week, Jesus loves us more than we can possibly imagine. And this love sets us free. And this love allows us to go out and love other people. So this gospel reading is not long. It's very important. When I was in seminary, they told me the shorter the gospel, the harder the sermon. The The shorter the commandment, the harder it may be. But, you know, this message needs to be told. It needs to be heard and it needs to be lived again and again. So when the message is spoken, heard and lived, we will find ourselves in that strange realm of mercy and grace that we call the kingdom of God. Amen.